Hey, hey up, Upper East Siders. <laughs> Amanda, I've waited my whole life to say this in a real capacity. I know. Welcome, everybody. This is XOXO, a Gossip Girl podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Amanda. I'm Kristen. And... We really like Gossip Girl. We like it a lot, for sure. It's a it's a great time. It's what, a really great show. I was I read the books as a kid, not all of them. I did as well. Yeah. I started I weirdly started with the It Girl series. Do you remember? <gasps> I do remember the It Girl series. Yes. I was did like, not read it, but I remember it was the hype of everything. Right. It was like a spin-off of Gossip Girl, and then I was like, I guess I'll read Gossip Girl. So I read like a couple of books, like Mind you, like, far too young, like, should not have Oh, been. me too, absolutely. I remember my mom specifically buying them for me and her coming home being like, I was told that this is, these are the smut books, <laughs> that these are the smut novels, but I trust you. And I was like, ooh. Are they? XOXO. <laughs> and then when, like, the TV series came out, it was, like, the biggest deal. Absolutely, yeah. I, I was so excited for that series, especially because it really was, the book series were, were so hyped up and they were such a big thing for so long that like seeing it come to life was a whole new deal yeah absolutely it was so exciting it was yeah oh my gosh well just to give you like a little bit more information so you know who's discussing this with you so again my name is Kristen uh I am an actor youtuber internet personality person nerd um and uh Amanda and I know each other because we went to college together that is right we We did both did that college thing we did indeed we did the thing did the thing um and yeah, and I also do like do the same stuff as yeah. you. I am an actor, YouTube person. I spend a lot of time on the internet, but like, who doesn't? It these really. Days? If you're not, then like, what are you even doing, doing with your life? <laughs> oh my god, it's so not Gossip Girl of you. Oh my gosh! But the the big thing that really drew us to making this uh, podcast, besides the fact that we really do love the show, is that Amanda and I are the same age. And so when Gossip Girl was coming out, we were in ninth grade. It was yep. the it was the big thing and so now watching it as adults it's gonna be a very different experience Experience. and the added layer of that is that we both live like generally in New York like we are recording this quite literally on the Upper East Side of Manhattan and it's just we are now like it's crazy to watch this show and like be living this life too and it's just yeah got a spoiler alert it's a completely different situation it is unfortunate (laughs) unfortunately like I have never looked at the Met steps and seen a gaggle of of really well-dressed schoolgirls like just eating yogurt yogurt. I have never seen that before no Um, however there are some elements that are totally like do seem really founded in the show um uh that are not some things that you would think uh are over dramatized that are not so much right uh but it definitely gives amanda and i a unique a more unique perspective because we do actually know what new york is like yeah Yeah. absolutely so this show is just hits us on so many levels yeah absolutely um so basically in this podcast we're going to be going through episode by episode watching gossip girl and living it with you and we hope you join along in this journey we will try and keep it as spoiler free as possible in case some of you are just watching gossip girl for the first time via netflix (sighs) the netflix 
Um, but we, if there is anything that we think is particularly spoilery, we will be sure to give you a big old heads up. Proper warning. A proper warning, at which case, you know, hit that pause button. Uh, lower that volume. <laughs> <laughs> Just avoid it at all costs. Uh, because I will tell you straight up, before we get into this episode already, uh, that the biggest spoiler that's ever been spoiled for me was who Gossip Girl is. That's Messed terrible, up. terrible. Oh the, I was working during the series finale, and uh, I went home and I made the mistake of going on Twitter, just no. forgetting offhandedly in the first tweet. It was a terrifying experience, guys. Yeah, for real. Uh, but let's get back into it. Let's talk about the pilot episode. Ooh. Oh my stars! So. Can I, I'm just going to say, like, off the bat, this is, like, one of the best pilots I've ever watched. I totally agree. This pilot, I've seen this pilot a lot, like, many, many times I've rewatched this pilot. So, like, rewatching it even now, so much of it was so familiar to me. But it really sets up the show very well. Very, very well. It very much is, like, what you see is what you're going to get from Gus. whole series. Yeah, no, yeah. it is so, and I don't know if that's because... The characters aren't not to be like not to throw shade at Gossip Girl because no. I love it. Yeah, they're not like particularly like complex in any way, especially yes. like this season. Like it doesn't really delve no. too far mm-hmm. deep into their psyches, but like they are very much tropes of yes. like the <laughs> they're very much tropes <laughs> of like um, New York City people, like yes. higher ups yes. and like Definitely. spoiled kids and stuff, and they each also fit. Like a different type of person. Yes. Like Serena is like the free spirited. Yeah, it um, girl. The yes. free spirited it girl. Nate is the angsty, doesn't care about the money yeah. dude. Like there, there really are. Chuck is kind of the the the, the, the ball. Yeah. <laughs> Blair is the like very prissy like wannabe. She's the wannabe, but she with like all the insecurities, like putting on the confident air with all the insecurities behind yeah. them. Uh, so they really are. I totally agree with you. It's 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 again. It's not throwing shade. It's that they have very specific archetypes for each character yeah. um, that each one fulfills. And I'm sure having the book series really did help that pilot um, get as good as it was because having the success of the book series, they knew what fans would want. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Oh, I am I the only one who, whenever I hear that song, Young Folks, oh my I God. instantly think of Serena coming in on the on train. The train. <laughs> Every time I hear that whistling, it's like, I instantly think of Gossip Girl. It's so stupid. I completely agree. It, another thing about this series as a whole that I will say is whoever is like the music master, oh. the composer, the whatever, all of these songs are so appropriate. And they yeah. each, like, when you, like, throughout the series as a whole, like, they each fit, like, the songs that are popular now or going to be popular. And, like, yep. a, like it was a huge deal if your band, not that, like, I had a band, but, like, it was a big deal if your song was on Gossip Girl. It was a huge deal. Yeah. They're one of my favorite bands to date. Uh, their name is The Virgins, and they were, I know, but they they had, I think it's, it, I think it's coming down the line in season one. They had, like, Five of their songs featured in one episode of Gossip Girl, and I downloaded all of them and became obsessed yeah. just because of this show. It's so true. Um, which is another factor that comes with this show overall, is that like this show will become such 
a huge influencer of music, of fashion at that time. It's a cultural phenomenon. It really was a cultural phenomenon. Like, I just remember, like, I'm sure we'll discuss in our nostalgia sort of section of oh, this yeah. of this podcast that I wanted all the phones that yeah. everyone had. The chocolate phone. The, like the razor Envy. Yes, the Envy. <laughs> Oh, it was envy. so good. Oh my god. If you god. are a younger listener who does not know what we're talking about, Google it. Google the Envy phone. Oh lord. That was my favorite phone. That and the sidekick. Oh, the sidekick. That was yeah. that's the best phone. That yeah. Was the best which, phone. which everyone in this episode either had, I believe, chocolate phones, razors, or sidekicks. Yes. I, yeah. did, I noticed that too. Yeah. Very, very, very weirdly. Yes. Uh, which makes me feel real old. Yes. Uh, I completely agree. Oh, it's so, so strange. Um, so let me ask you, just yes. kind of diving in, since we are talking a little bit about the nostalgia elements. Uh-huh. Uh, the, a big nostalgic element also, though, is the fashion oh my of, God. of this show. It is so, that is so fucking true. Like, some of these things, yeah. like, some of the outfits you see, you're like, oh, I would, because it's not that far away. Like, you're like, yeah, no. I could, you could still wear that. Definitely. And it's not like, the, it's so far out, you know? Yeah. But some of this stuff. Is on, like, awful. <laughs> it's really it's terrible. It's really awful. I told Amanda that one of my first notes for this, for my notes for this pilot episode is the fur on that coat Dan is wearing. Oh my in God. In scene one of, of Gossip Girl. Oh. Uh, it's just awful. But then, you know, I will say that at watching it, and I tend to, I'll say it right right now, guys, I want to be Serena Vanderwoods and like, I'm right, I want to say right from the get-go. But honestly, like, who does like I who doesn't yeah exactly who doesn't it's it's uh, I want to be her so badly and she though seems to be the the least outrageous in these first couple episodes outfit wise oh yeah like, of then any of the other characters and then again she is supposed to be the free spirit so I do kind of get it but but like some of the things that Blair is wearing Are I would so not specific yes they're <laughs> really specific though actually I, the two characters that seem to me to be the most specific and this will carry on throughout all the episodes are uh Blair's minions the uh Cody and Is is that who it is are, do you call their names I believe yeah I think I only know that from future episodes they are so what is it? What's the what are the word? What's the word? The kid. They're so extra. Extra. The kids yes, are they really are. They just. They're like, so seen. Like they're, they're so. They're they they have just so many elements to their outfits that just don't belong. Yes, it's so. It's such a good depiction of like these are the two, like Blair's trying really hard, but she also has like the added air of like just her privilege like she's yes. created this leadership role for herself but yep. she also knows it can like be knocked down at any second but these two what are, are those two ladies have they're never going to be no. on that same they're level. very clearly mimicking trying desperately to mimic Blair and mimic what is in yes but taking all these elements they just don't know how to combine them the way that the actual elite do yes like that it, it sets it really sets the tone that all these other characters are a step above them so that true. even within this with even within this like everyone is so rich atmosphere that there are still levels yes. like there are still levels that everybody's dealing with absolutely it is so interesting but going back to like stuff i would still wear because now we're just going to talk about fashion yeah the, the blair's dress that yes. she wears when you first meet her yes i live for that i, I completely live agree for the length. yeah it's so it's 
timeless. It, really it is timeless. Is. No, her opening outfit is very, very cool. Uh, it's very cute. And weirdly, weirdly, Serena's opening outfit for me is one of the outfits I always remember. It's a... Not to be the like... The striped, yeah. The it's just, the striped with the jacket. The only thing I really despise about that entire... Is it the scarf? Oh my god, I it's hate, the scarf. hate that <laughs> scarf so much. It is like so good. Like the whole outfit is just like yes. very casual, but still like you give a shit. And then yes. that scarf is like, you care too much. You care too much. No, but you know what? I feel like she needs the scarf because it is an identifier still of that she's still part of the elite yeah like uh, would I wear it no that I completely agree with you I a part of me wishes it's a thing I could pull off but like I can't no no because I don't think anybody should really be pulling it off the only time you're allowed to wear a scarf is if you're pulling if you're using it to pull off while you're on like a convertible you know when you're on a convertible (laughs) and or you are a flight attendant then that's the only then you look so classy and I'm like how dare you yeah exactly (laughs) Exactly, but like, no, I ne- that's like the one thing I like can't forgive in this episode. I completely, no, I, I actually totally agree with you. You know what's other, another thing I can't forgive? What? Eric's hair. Eric's hair. The, you're so right. It is like as if someone took a bowl and cut it. <laughs> yes. In, Mainly, you know what's funny? is It's not even the cut that bothers me. It's the color. The color, yeah. The color is The ratchet. color. The color is like that. It's that yellowy blonde with them really, really dark brown roots. Mm-hmm. And I just can't. I'm like, I'm not here you for are it. you are very good looking, and you're. I I personally really like him as an actor, but oh my god, what did they do? He's what a happened? great actor. Yes. This is, again, no shade to that actor. I can't think no, of the right now. No, but he's no, great. Like the the bang action that he oh. has is so strong, and I like. It man, is. It's very strong. It is so strong, and it doesn't even like. It's not even because 2007. It was still like the time where people like had like the the surfer yes. like you know yeah. like yeah. Justin Bieber kind of hair. It's yeah. not even that. Like no, it is not, not that at, at all. all. It is very much like. Isn't there a character on like? Uh, Ned's declassified. There's a yes. Movie. Oh my gosh, you're so right. That's, that's the hair that. No, <laughs> it is. It 100 percent is. That you know, and like going off just since now we're talking about kind of the Vanderwoods in pack here. You know what I noticed for the first time ever rewatching this now. What? Maybe I had just forgotten, but like I really had never noticed it that much. How sexy Lily dresses. Oh yeah, she. There is so much cleavage happening Very in this episode, like consistently, and I just, I like didn't really ever notice it or or like look at it and be like, that's a little strange. But I kind of looked at it this time around, and was like, that's a little strange. Like she rocks it. Do not oh, no, get no, no, it no. wrong. Don't get it twisted. Oh, that girl's hot. She <laughs> is damn fine, and like she's owning it. Yeah, for sure. And and not to mention that the three of them really great casting choice. They really do look like a little family for sure. Yes. Like very good casting. Um, but oh wow, they like they really do dress her very sexy. They do, and yeah. it's it's so funny because I never. When, when I watched the show as a child, literally never thought about, like, how neglectful of her mom yes. Lily is. Yeah. And the alpha choices just add to it. Add like, to she it. is just not... She, her, she's not a mom first, is yeah. the point. Not that you should, you can dress however you want. Yes. But I think it only adds to yeah. the whole character. And it definitely also reflects the whole Rufus storyline of, like, Rufus is very, 
uh, very relaxed and kind of like not as well put together, which also kind of reflects his emotional and kind of personal state is that he's like not quite as like he's trying to stay hip a little bit. But he's drowning. But he's drowning. Bit. Yeah. And emotionally, I mean, like the whole situation with his wife and and Lily to begin with. But can we there's two things I need to address. About yes, Rufus. please do. He's literally drowning because what the fuck is happening with his hair? I know. It is horrible. It I is agree. not just this episode either. It like actually kind of gets worse. Like yeah. not to spoil anything, but his hair, I don't know what A it lot is. of the hair gets better in this show. His is, is not one of them. It is truly <laughs> heinous, yeah, that haircut. Is. Like it it's is. almost unforgivable. Unforgiv- yeah. And the other thing, as soon as your children get to the train station, we're going to cost them about... <laughs> I know. Mother. I know. Instantly. That's I. One of my notes about about Rufus for this and the next coming episodes, like the next couple of episodes, is Rufus is that guy that you by accidentally sit next to in a train and he talks to you the whole train ride home and overshares. Oh my God! A chronic overshare. A he chronic. Is. Overshare. I just like there. I get that your kids are older, but there still needs to be a line. Yeah, and you're not making the situation better for you or the kids if you continually talk about the fact that your wife isn't there anymore. Exactly. It is so so awkward, and it just kept happening in this episode. Just and I was like, I would just literally yell at my dad if that was happening. Exactly. (laughs) Like it's really it's very and it's something that like. I mean, he was always angsty for sure. Like he was always very emotionally. Like he's the he's the character that wears his heart on his sleeve for sure. Yeah. But I never noticed just how bad it was until this like, episode. Until this episode. Like I kind of get because it's the pilot. You have to introduce. Yes, the fact it is expositional. Yeah. You could do it one time. I feel like that's it. Like have him address it one time, and then have the kids address it one time, and like I'm cool. Like I get it. Her, their mom's not there. Like it's it's oh, it's so bizarre. It's so weird. So bizarre. Made me so freaking uncomfortable. Yeah. Oh god. Uh, the other thing that I wanted to mention, which is going kind of to the nostalgia section now. Oh, yeah? Is, did anybody <laughs> catch that MySpace was still a thing? Yes! <laughs> MySpace was still a thing during this during this episode. Oh, I did I? Dan says to Rufus, uh, there's this thing called MySpace. Use it. Mm-hmm. <sighs> it was amazing. It was amazing. That was one of those moments where I actually laughed out, out loud. Me too. And I was like, this is so cute. The memories. You know what's <laughs> even more bizarre is that MySpace is still trying to be a music website. Oh, man. To this day. Ugh, just oh, give up. Quit, quit while you're ahead, kids. That's the message of this podcast. It is. That is, that is it. <laughs> That's it. Oh, my God. No, I did notice that. I literally loved it, it so was, much. Oh, it was great. It was one of my favorite nostalgic elements of this episode. That I would agree. Other, It's like that and then the phones and then I have a couple music notes like I just going back to the music like loved how when Serena and Blair were meeting up to like talk and they Mm -hmm. back to black is playing at the palace love that they're downing martinis like it's water I know (laughs) it's like 
No. <laughs> yeah, Gossip Girl says something along the lines of, why so thirsty, S? As she actually, like, downs the entire martini. Yeah. All right, listen, guys. I had false expectations of martinis my whole life. Between Gossip Girl and Gilmore Girls, to and be totally James honest. Bond. And James Bond. <laughs> of that, these would be, like, super tasty. And, like, I understand why everybody gulped them down. They must be one of those tasty drinks. They are not. They're liquid poison. They're liquid with poison. With an olive. Yes, they are. Oh my gosh. It's, it's, they're terrible. They're absolutely awful. And that's unfortunately one of those things as I were both actresses, like where you look at it and you're like, oh, gross. That's not a thing. That's no. not a thing. That's real. Um, with the music as well, um, I also, did you catch... Uh, kind of jumping towards the end of the episode when uh, Dan and Serena are running up to uh, go save Jenny from the from Chuck at the Kiss of the Lips. Uh-huh. When they say when 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 <laughs> Serena looks down and she says, "That's Chuck's scarf," and Dan goes, "Oh God!" And the most dramatic music that I have ever heard. Nothing has ever uh, in, like encapsulated the CW ever more. like more than that dramatic music that played as they ran upstairs. It was so epic. Oh, it was so sudden. It was so. Oh my gosh. Because because Dan because also prior to that Dan is like no one's gonna be up here like yeah exactly <laughs> nobody's gonna be up here Serena. <gasps> That's Chuck's Chuck scarf. Oh, God. That's, you know, and that I think, to be fair, I think some of those dramatic moments do get better as the series goes on. Completely agree. Um, uh, the one other thing that I noticed, though, with the music, both uh, both to compensate for music coming in and for Gossip Girl blasts, like Gossip Girl commentary coming in, there are a lot of very strange, long stairs at one another that happened during this. For instance, when when Blair and Serena first see one another, there's that very long sequence where it's you see Blair, she turns Blair, around and then Nate, Nate comes, comes in. in. But if you notice it, if you like kind of look for it now, in almost every episode there are these very like uncomfortably long moments. There's one that happens also between Jenny and Chuck when like Jet when when Chuck is first just hitting on Jenny. Uh, Gossip Girl comes in with some sort of commentary and they're just staring, staring at one at another. each other. Yeah. And it's very weird. If you were to mute yeah. it, if you were to watch it on mute, you'd be like, what? What is happening? Yeah. yeah you're like, a murder is about to happen. For, for real. Sure. It looks like it's going to be like a Western showdown. Yes, it does. It's Which is just, it's just a weird, yeah, it's just a weird thing that I feel like because in the past I was taking in the Gossip Girl Blast more that right. I didn't notice quite as much. Absolutely. Yeah, I wouldn't have, I didn't, I honestly like gave you a look when you were talking about the, these shots because I was like, what? And then I was like, oh yeah, yeah. those both totally happened and they yep. were weird. They're very weird. You look at it <laughs> and they happen almost every episode. Look out for them guys I, yeah those long 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 gazes at one another yes. people are way more comfortable with silence than i thought that they were i know for real oh my gosh oh my but going back to that party i love how tense everything gets as soon yeah pretty much like it, it's, it's like as soon as you see blair and she like figures it out and gets the blast before everybody else she's like it she becomes like this Medusa type she vengeful really person. Oh, she really, really does. And it's crazy. It's like, it's constantly, it's really interesting because I feel like the setup of the show, also just having like 
Blair's brunette and Serena's blonde. Like the constant, there's constantly the kind of like this light darkness sort of thing going on. Oh, yeah. There's constantly this really, really good, and not to say that like Blair's always like this evil character. She's or not. Whatever. Yeah. She's not actually, which is a thing considering I'm team, team Serena. Rewatching is interesting. Yeah. Because I almost feel like my alliances are switching a little bit. Mm-hmm. But we're getting ahead of ourselves. We are jumping. Ahead. We are jumping. But however, like again, not to state that, but but there's always this big contrast between them. So yes. when Whenever those showdown moments happen, I feel like that just elevates them. Uh, and it looks, and it's so great. Oh my gosh. I would not, I'll just say it right now. I would not want to uh, be up against Blair Waldorf. I really wouldn't. No. No. Not she, she is a serious bitch. Like she She's is. She's very serious. And takes, I mean, in this situation, not that this shouldn't be taken personally, but she takes a lot of things very, very personally. She's very emotional. Again, yeah. she's really, really, her archetype is that she's this very uh, she projects the confidence and kind of being like the boss sort of like the boss lady like she she's the popular one she's the one that you want to look up to but she very much has a lot of insecurities going on so much and it's yeah. so it's so painfully like the parents like her mom i'm glad that you've brought this up because that's what i want to talk about next hurtful also number one spoiler alert guys uh this will not be blair's mom in future episodes this is a different actress total different totally different actress she is not eleanor waldorf and every time i watch the pilot it bothers me it's so weird it's really weird but she will get not again no offense to this actress but the woman that will play eleanor is very very good and looks more like and looks more yeah she does but yeah the first and this is actually um something that i'm i wish kind of in the show that they had ended up getting more into um because in the books it was a plot line of like of her mom instantly comments kind of like on her weight and what's dressing and all that sort of stuff all the time all the time and is so hypercritical and it really is that's one of the things that i think made this show so interesting is that the parents really do play a really important role in everything that happens in the show it's so true that every it's Especially, like, for season, like, and this episode, like, it, every decision that they've made has already been made. Yes. By their parents. By their parents. And it's, and it's crazy. It really is. Like, and they, and that's why they play such an important role in the show. And they do such a good job of helping, not justify, but show you why our main characters are the way that they are. Because yeah. it's, 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 it's a really important element. Um, and it, and it helps also make these people that are that are super rich whatever bring them down to earth kind of bring them down on your level yes um, you can relate to you them. can relate to them more frequently because there are a lot of people out there that have very critical parents, parents that have very that have parents that are maybe taking advantage of their opportunities and using it to their own gain all that sort of stuff so true yeah because even nate like his yes. dad his dad's like really fucking intense yeah indeed but not not bart bass intense no but no. spoiler later on it's a different kind of intense it's like like a druggy intense it is like a druggy intense it's very like it makes you understand why nate is kind of the rebel character why nate is like the really wants to break out doesn't care as much about the money because his dad cares so, so much. much about so status so much. and like yeah. where he is and how much he has and it's like yeah it's a and lot. he really does not does not put Nate's happiness above all of that no it's it very much while it doesn't always feel like his dad is a big big bad guy um he really is he is a bad he guy he really is a bad guy he he's not 
Uh, my my exact note, just so everyone's note knows, is Nate's dad is such a dick. Nate's dad is such a I, dick. It's, that's what I wrote down because it's just it's it's bad. It makes Nate's angstiness make sense. It makes sense. Yeah, yeah. like because like. There are times where you like can't. I cannot relate to Nate. No. Like, like a lot of these. There are some things you're like, I can't relate. I to just can't relate all, to it. But yeah. that is something that, like, yeah. just like it just hits you and like, yeah, make evens yeah. the playing field when you're surrounded by all of this opulence and like things that I, like most people don't experience. Yeah, you know what's interesting is in this episode we do not meet Bart Bass. No, and so and we don't meet Bart Bass. I believe for another couple episodes, maybe one more. I think so. Two more. But, uh, and so right now, when I was watching this episode, what I found so jarring is I forgot just how much of a sexual assault scene this was with Chuck. Okay. It is, it was truly awful. Yeah, like, it really was. I, not even, I, like, to sugarcoat it at all, like. No. I, it, it was just really, really bad to yeah, watch. Yeah, like, it really was. And it's totally, twice. Twice, like twice. yes, <laughs> twice. Exactly. It doesn't just happen once. Also, this is just a thing that I noticed for the first time. You know how when they go into the kitchen, when Serena and Chuck go into the kitchen, mm-hmm. um, he pays off the chef to leave. To leave, which makes me think, did Chuck really think he was going to have sex with Serena in the kitchen? I know. I did he really think that? I think he really did. And, like, that to me was just... Because Chuck gets what he wants. Yeah. And it's just very... It's it's this it, this true... It really does set up Chuck as this... He really does sense a true... Like, he had... He er, not earns things. He um, deserves things. He's entitled. He's entitled. Exactly. He yeah. is entitled to everything because he is Chuck Bass. And isn't it, was it this episode where it's like Nate and Chuck are smoking in the park? Like, classic. And, yes, yeah. And Nate is like, I don't want, basically he's like, I don't want to go to Dartmouth. Like, yep. I want to go somewhere else. I don't understand why, like, no one gets that. And he was like, and Chuck's like, I, no one, you were not here to be happy. Like, he's yes. so... He is very blunt. So blunt about yes. it. Yes, yeah. While he's smoking a blunt. Exactly, <laughs> while he's smoking a blunt. Like... It's great. It is so... He is very... He's an interesting character. I also don't like him. But yeah. I, that doesn't mean, like, I, that I like him, but he is very complex in that way he's extraordinary extraordinarily complex which is which made this first episode like trying to forget then what you find out about his father and all that sort of stuff in Mm -hmm. future episodes like learning about his parents in future episodes it's hard to to think in your mind what could possibly justify this human yeah like he is so sleazy so 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 sleazy. sleazy such a bad guy he also is going back to fashion is just horrible to look just at. Just the worst. Just the worst. I will say, I watch these episodes and I cringe and I wonder how I'm attracted to Ed Westwick now. Because I am now. Like, 100% as the series goes on, I'm like, damn. But, like, episode one, I can't even look at him. No. <laughs> because the hair is so bad. The scarves are so bad. The collar's The collar. Oh, my gosh. One Another one of my notes was, can Chuck mm-hmm. learn... How to put down a collar. For real. They're like half up, half down. Too. Yep. He doesn't even choose one. He's not even choosing. No. Is that like a layer of like his character? Is that a layer? Oh my is god. Is that it? Like going back to the sexual assault. Like, oh. it, like it just was really 
j- jarring both times. And yes. it wasn't even like like major things happen. It's this is an HBO, it's a CW. They can't like do too too much, but yes. it's just like so like real. Yes, it just felt it really is. real and it also like fucked up like n- none of it was made like a big deal. No. Which you a, will forget about this scene as you continue to watch this show. This show which is crazy. Yeah. And I wonder I just kept on wondering, especially now, um, with the way that um, society just is, we are we try to be much more politically correct and uh, give trigger warnings and all these other things. If they would get away with a scene like this, now, now, that's really interesting. I think it they could get away with a scene being like this if they turned it kind of like how Degrassi would do it. You oh, know what yes, I mean? Yes. Like, it would, it would kind of make it like, like, like a little bit more after school, especially than yes. they did now, because they honestly, like not, not to throw shade, but like Serena's like, this just happens to me. Yeah. <laughs> like, Literally. This is just how I live. Whatever. It is yeah. what it is, yes. which is horrible. It's yeah. Like a it is horrible. It is horrible. Thing to think about. But because they all assume, uh, like I assume have accepted that this is the way that Chuck is. Or the way men are or generally men are. Here. Yeah, it's true because to be fair, if we're working in a world of, of very elite people, um, they're this gonna take mindset is very, it's probably not that uncommon. Right. Yeah. Because even still, like, when, because I live on the Upper East Side, like, when I go out with mm-hmm. people and I go to bars locally here, like, it's not like, that's not like rapey, like, I'm not trying to, like, scare people, but, like, some men are just like that. Like, yes. Yeah. They're just entitled. Like, the area I, I live in is a lot of people who, like, work in finance and yes. they, like, just make a lot of money and they spend a lot of money. And they, they work really hard, so they are they feel like they are entitled to things. And they just will address situations, like, in a way that treats women or others like objects. Yes. When they're not objects, they're people. <laughs> um, and, oh God. But I love the way, like... I love the way Serena handled leaving. Like she yes. just, she like, she was like full on, like I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this. Kicked him in the nuts. Yeah. She as was, you do. As you do. Eating I her left. grilled cheese, which literally sounds so <gasps> lit right now. Every time I watch this episode and they mention this truffle grilled cheese, I'm like, excuse me? Yeah. For real. It this this so is good. the elite. Like, <laughs> this is, elite. is the elite. I'm going to order an off-menu. Yeah, an off-menu. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So good. Oh. Um, but anyway, so, so she gets out of it totally fine. Yes. And I also think that the way Jenny handled it would is very accurate to how yes, a lot I would of have handled it yes. if this were to happen to me and I was 14, which I was when I watched this show. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. And it, what's interesting is that even though like texting culture and all that sort of stuff has, has changed dramatically, I think that that's why I think that showed very, two very real ways that people could have dealt with this situation. Like, Absolutely. Like, I, I actually can see... I probably would have gone the Jenny route. I would like to think that I would have gone the Serena route, but, like... But I also... You don't know. You don't know who you're, who you're, who you're up against, too, and it's very situational, etc. So, yeah, because Serena has probably had this experience happen to her multiple times. Yes. And Jenny And they're also in a not. hotel, and she can walk out into the lobby and, and right. they be were in a safe a, space. Jenny was on a roof. Roof, yes. And you'd have to run from him and... Yeah. He's very strong. So, yes. like, that makes sense to me. You can also tell that this is a TV show because Serena and Dan were, like, fucking in Williamsburg. And Correct! They got to the party on the Upper East Side. Yep. I think it's on the Upper East Side. 
I'm just going to assume, in like two seconds. I know. And then they took a cab back. Right. They took a cab back. I what? What a different. Oh word. no! That speaking of transportation, why in the world were were Chuck and uh, Nate on the bus to begin with? I thought about that too. Yeah. I kind of wondered why that is. Maybe just expositional reasons. I think it was kind of that. Also, did you happen to notice that the bus had an ad for Smallville on I it? I did. Like, indeed. So funny. So so funny. Died laughing. Yeah. Um. So I think maybe it was also for that, but. Additionally, like, I feel like, like, Nate is the kind of guy who would still take the bus. Yeah. Like, there are, you know, like, there's a lot of yeah. new No, New you're not wrong. That still take public transportation, even though they, like, clearly yeah. don't have to. Like, I don't think Chuck would take no. the bus. Maybe he's just taking it because of because Nate. Because Nate is there, yeah. or they were close to a bus. Yeah. But yeah, like, Dan is taking that bus. Dan's taking that bus. And, and really then... feel, he, okay, like, this is. This is my gripe with Dan in this episode. Yes. He just, like, really is the most whiny individual. He is about. very whiny. And I get the frustration of going to this, like, very elite school with all of these, like, yeah. bros who don't have to worry about anything. Yeah, you can definitely sympathize with him, like, on that level. I can, but, but he does not handle his shit correctly. No. But also, can we talk about how everybody treats him like like a literal yes. street rat? Oh, yes. You would think he's rolling up in, like, actual garbage. You would. <laughs> you would, absolutely. But and you know what's interesting about this, though, is the, the um, kind of, like, juxta- juxtaposition between him and Jenny in that he everyone t- treats him like literal garbage. Yeah. But Jenny gets an invite to the Kiss on the Lips party for just making invites. So I think it says a lot about how Jenny and Dan handle their status very differently. Like, Dan is adamant to both kind of maintain his status. Mm -hmm. Like, he doesn't want to have the mindset of the elite, but he also hates the way he's treated. While Jenny just wants to, like, be a part of the elite. Yeah. And she'll bite down anything that's said to her like just to reach that next level do you know what I'm saying absolutely yeah it's very interesting yeah no Dan is definitely very much like this is affecting me like in such and such a way and I don't I don't I don't want any part of it. Yes. So I'm just going to be, like, against everything. Yes, yeah. So, and that's how I'm going to get through this. And then yes. Jenny's like, the only way I can get through this is if I, like, if yeah, I swing with Yeah, they deal them. with it so differently. They really do. Yeah, and I think also Jenny wants to be a part of yeah, this Yeah, she does want to be a part of it. That's but a big difference. But they both do. Yes. So it's just a matter of, yeah, how they handle wanting to be something that they're not. Yeah. But can we also talk about... Like, they live in fucking Williamsburg, like, right next to the bridge. And, like, they live in a really nice loft. I, I, I wrote down, that loft must cost a trillion dollars. How so, are you so poor? So, g- giving context, when the books were written and yes. these kids lived in Brooklyn, yes. Williamsburg was, like, up and coming. Like, yes. it was not what it is right now. It's just like what Bushwick is right now. Yeah. It is up and coming, so you could afford to live there. Yes. 2007 was when Bushwick was not Bushwick when uh, Williamsburg like was the place yes. to be. Yes, like it it came. Yes. It was <laughs> it was here. It, it was here up and it was ready. Yeah, yeah. So I don't unless they bought this like so far long ago and, and it was, then like, they grandfathered. Just, yeah. yeah, like they're not that fucking poor. <laughs> no, not at all. And it and I, it bothers me 
right from the get-go until the very end it's because so it's just it's they talk about non-stop the money issues the the status the whatever and it's this is a really nice loft. Yeah, like you're, you're not on food stamps here. It's a really here. nice like, loft. Yeah. You can't, maybe you can't like afford to go to brunch, but it's like you yeah. can still eat food. Like it's, yeah. <laughs> it's very, yeah, it's very, very, I agree. But it's also like, I think, but I'm 23 years old, so I have to go back and like, what would 14 year old me think if yes. I was surrounded by all these rich people? And I probably would think I was so fucking poor. That is true. Yes, that is definitely true. Comparatively, like you go into their place and it's also the decor and everything. Like their place is so kitschy yeah. and so it's got the, like those neutral tones everywhere, like the yeah. browns and the reds and the, all that sort of stuff. And then you go into somewhere like where Blair lives and it's white. It everywhere. looks like a museum. It's immaculate. Yeah, it does. It looks like a museum. It's immaculate. Um, and so while it's true, it's one of those things that we almost have to like forgive the loft for Wait. how unreasonable it actually is in real life because it it's probably just a another thing to set the two worlds apart. It is. Yeah. Also, filming in a shoebox would probably be really difficult. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> it would be probably really difficult. I, I do really love how this show was actually filmed yes. here in New York. In New York. I always appreciate that. I completely agree. And, it, and they talk about it a lot in interviews, if you watch with the Gossip Girl cast, of how New York really was like its own character in the show. Right. And it really was, because they really did film like on location almost everywhere that they could. They had really specific sites. Like, they're always running through Central Park and all those like different things. Like, they really had the spots. It wasn't green screened. It wasn't Right, anything. yeah, like Grand Central Station was, was Grand Grand Central Station, which like that's a if that were done any other way, I feel like it would look cheaper. Just wouldn't wouldn't help create the amazing environment that Gossip World creates. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Did you notice, by the way, this is just going off of Grand Central Station that something I that will continue in the show is that Serena shot wise is always at the top of staircases, at on the top of things is always above Dan. Dan is always looking up to her in shots. You are so consistently right. It's so weird. And it happens twice in this episode. It happens twice in this episode. And it's it really gives you subtly this message that Dan is always looking up to Serena. That Serena is always status-wise gonna be one level above okay. Dan a uh, one level above his you know uh, his his ballpark uh, everything and also he is he treats her yes like he puts a, her on such a pedestal yeah absolutely she yeah. Like, he, she is the one like she's this the is the girl, girl that I would yeah yeah exactly yeah. it really helps set that in stone and I found that to be so interesting it is really interesting I did not even catch that this show man has layers, people. It has so many layers. Not just for kids. Also, I feel like just one thing, kind of talking specifically about scenes, mm -hmm. the one scene that we really should talk about is the Serena Nate sex scene. Okay. It is, honestly, yeah. like, such a cool way to it's do it. It's a really cool way to I do it. I really liked it. Yeah. Um, the Serena Nate sex scene... Because it's an important scene. Yeah. It, but it's also yeah. like you don't full, you will never fully know what no. is being said or what exactly happens yeah. other than like what you can visually see. Yeah. Because all, like you can hear words, but yes. it's like. It's always very dream sequencing. Yes. It's filmed. But it's not like 
horny dreams? No. It's really interesting. It's really well done. It's really, really well done. And, like, it'll be an important scene for many seasons to come. It'll just keep coming it, back. It'll keep coming back, which is why it's important to talk about, just because it's a, it's a huge thing for Blair and Serena. It'll never not be a huge thing. Um, and it's very interesting because, like, even those outfits will become really stuck in my mind. That yellow mm-hmm. dress that Serena is wearing, that yeah. goldish dress... It's a great scene. It it's is a really, really, really great, great scene. scene. It gives you such unrealistic expectations about sex. Yeah. <laughs> such unrealistic expectations about I sex, know, y'all. I know. I'm like, such. I was literally being like, that doesn't look comfortable at all. No, it doesn't look comfortable. It's way too sexy. Sorry, guys. Like, it it's is very sexy. Very sex. sexy. Also, same thing with like, like Blair the Blair Nate setup scenes too. They make sex such a big deal. They make sex such a big deal. Also, she's always wearing literally the most expensive lingerie that I've ever seen, which is also another, I'm sorry guys, this is a false expectation about sex. Absolutely. Like, oh God, like, no. She, she always Who's looks, affording that? Like, who's gonna look that perfect? Who's wearing those pumps in the bedroom? I, I know. And she yeah. always, she always has like these very like put together, she wants everything to be this book, like yes. this like dream. She imagines her life, life as a movie, and it yeah, li- yeah exactly, mm-hmm. and it is so far beyond that. Yeah, oh god, it's I crazy. Hate- I, I literally wrote in my notes, I'm like, Nate, this is not that he should, he should have had sex with her. Yes. But it was the actual worst time to bring it up, I feel it like. It was the worst time. I thought was, the same thing. Not that there was ever a good time to bring it up. No. But it should have already been brought up. Brought up, yes. It should have already been brought up. And, like, doing it then... Like, honestly, if you didn't even want to have, like, go through with having sex with her then because you felt so bad about it, just make up a reason and put it off and then have the discussion reveal the secret with her later. Like, yeah. it's just not, it's such a dick move. It really it is such really a dick move. It really was such yeah. a dick move. And I, I get that he was kind of backed into a corner and he wanted to do the right thing. And, like, ultimately it is the right thing to, like, not fuck your girlfriend when you're holding this, like, really yes. big secret yeah. that you it's, fucked it's her a hard, best friend. Because there's no right. Yeah, there's there no right. There really is no right. You fucked up really badly. Yeah. Oh, my God. And it's so funny because I tend to villainize Blair a lot. Yeah, Just me too. generally because, I, because Serena is more likable. Yes, I agree. But I totally get... Yeah. Like, not to, but I wouldn't, I would hate both of them. Like, I don't know, yes. like, yeah. I wouldn't still be with Nate. But I understand why she is still wanting to yes, be with Nate. Yes, I do. No, I completely agree. It's like one of those situations where when you rationalize it, it's like, you totally understand. Like, you really do get, like, why she wants to hold on to this. Especially, like, that's, like, the horror situation, you know? Your best friend of, like, your whole life sleeping with your boyfriend of almost your whole life. <laughs> I know. Oh my god. Because it's the you want to hang on to one of them because they you feel like they're both about to go. You feel a sense of betrayal from both ends. And I think in a general sense yeah. it is really easy for you to, to fall into to villainize yeah. your friend yeah. as opposed to your boyfriend yeah. or your girlfriend or whatever. Absolutely. Because you want you want to still feel like you're loved in some yeah, way. Yeah, you still want that intimacy. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like, girl, it's already gone. Like when they're eating yes. sushi, and he's like, "We're." I thought we were done. She's like, "No." It's, it's the most. Off- my note with that was, "What did they talk about until we got to them?" Yeah, for they real. sat down for sushi. They probably one of them probably picked the other up. It was so, so weird. So awkward. So 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 awkward and weird. 
Blair is a robot in some ways. She is a robot in some ways. And there's just some weird things that she constantly says. Like, my favorite quote of the episode Mm, was, looks like you got a lot of yogurt left. Why is that line delivered that way? I don't. What does that even mean? I don't know. I've never questioned it. And now I'm really questioning it. Like, because we're... Weren't they leaving? Like, the three of them? Yeah. They were leaving. They were leaving. And so they were like, uh, do you want us to stick around? Looks like you got a lot of yogurt left. And (laughs) And then Serena's like, like, this happens every day. Like, Like, exactly. (laughs) Instead of her being like, yeah, I guess. She's very, she's very much like, no, I I got this. I I can sit on these steps by myself. So stupid. It's so weird. Oh my God. Oh, I love this show. I do too. It's like pretty great. Yeah, it is. Is there anything that we need? Oh, we can talk about um, the Rufus and Lily kind of backstory. <gasps> yes. First of all, love how they're both being portrayed as like these Courtney love and like yes. Kurt Cobain like love story. And I don't believe for one second that they they haven't seen each other in like fifteen years. Like I don't believe for one second that that's the way that you would react if suddenly this woman that you haven't seen in 15 years who you consider to be like one of the loves of your life suddenly like wanders back in you know you've seen each other before like don't pretend your kids go to the same school exactly yeah it was in in the words of lily it was bound to happen like but i guess it's only bound to happen 15 years later oh my god so weird it was so weird so so funny Oh my gosh. It's so it's so interesting though to think that like from the get-go this is a storyline. Yeah. Like from the get-go the Rufus Lily thing is there. Yeah. And we all have to deal with it. Like it all it has to const on a constant basis there are scenes between Lily and Rufus in which they're figuring it out like being parents and being near one another while still my thing is though and i guess that it's because this was like geared towards teens and this was on the cw in real life like would you give that much of a shit like i don't know yes i totally agree with you i totally literally the entire full first scene between rufus and lily i wrote oh parents are we in high school why you so salty Why are you, like, it's been such a long time. Yeah. You've both literally married other people, yeah. had children, and now yes. I guess are divorced. I don't even know. Yeah. Like. And I, can, I can't even excuse it for being expositional because there are so many unnecessary add-ons to the exposition yes. of that scene when they're just literally sassing one another back and forth for a solid couple of minutes. You'd honestly think they broke up, like, two months ago. Yes, exactly. It it's was so wound weird yeah, to me weird. it was weird i don't know like i do have like a stone cold heart so like i probably would never let anybody <laughs> i date see me sweat but like yeah. they they like i don't know what happened no i totally agree i'm i'm very much like you in that it's it's when somebody's broken up with me my objective is that like i'm better off without you i ain't gonna see you like yeah. you ain't gonna see me for one moment regretting you exactly. like regretting this rather um, my whole like I'm yeah. sorry song like sorry Beyonce yes. that's me yes that's, I completely just me after agree. Break up. <laughs> oh my god so my Beyonce song is irreplaceable don't you ever for a second go to thinking yeah like for real for, for one second um, but yeah it's it's very it's it's bizarre and it I guess it does a good job of opening up that like clearly there is a lot of unfinished business there um, yes 
that neither one of them seemed to be quite over it. No. Whatever happened. Um, and so it's just very, it is very uncomfortable. It's very bizarre. Yeah, I just, I was just like, it, it felt like a high school scene. It felt like a scene that should be happening between two of the high schoolers. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It was so weird. Can we also talk about how both Dan and Serena, they go on their first date and like you meet like both of their fucking parents. I know. And Serena makes a comment about it as if she didn't introduce Dan to, to her, her mother like two hours ago. I like, know. Like, Why literally. It is oh, so, so weird, weird yeah. to me. I literally wrote, I'm like, nobody I dated has ever met my fucking parents. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, they're certainly not meeting them on our yeah. first date. Like, it's but not my happening. My sister has been dating a guy for a year, and he finally just came to visit and met my dad. Like, right. for a year. Because <laughs> that's normal. It's yeah. just like, I, yeah. it's so funny. It I'm was like, weird. But to be honest, like, the whole date was set up, like, just was so yes. randomly thrown together yeah. that yeah. his dad really did have a gig. So I get why it happened. But it still was very... It was so funny to me. Yeah, I completely agree. I completely agree with you. Yeah, this was a great episode. This really was. It was such a good pilot. You fully get a sense of, like, all of the characters. Even the character, like... Because Chuck is a dick in this episode and, like, yes. gross and horrible. But you do get that scene with yes. Nate where you kind of see, like, why he thinks this way. It's yes. a total wrong way of thinking. Yeah, I completely agree. But, but you see yeah. why it's happening. Yep, they and do. And it just everybody makes sense in this world and yeah. you kind of understand where everybody's coming from. It's just really good. And like, yeah, they're, they're able to establish all of these storylines really strongly. Like, by the end of the first episode, you really know who all of these people are. Like, there's so much for us to talk about just from this first episode. Yeah. Because you establish so many relationships, so many storylines. Um, I sometimes forget. I, I sometimes get wrapped up in, like, so much Serena Blair. But this really is an ensemble cast. It really, when it comes down to it, it Absolutely. really is an ensemble cast. Yes. Um, and it's called Gossip Girl, but the boys play, like, such a huge, huge role, part. Huge, huge role. Family plays a huge role in the show, yeah. obviously. Like, and I, I, the only, the last comment that I want to make on family is, I will say that it is really sweet how the Jenny-Dan relationship is in the beginning of this. Like, the fact that she does text her brother when she thinks she's being sexually assaulted, when she is being sexually assaulted. Um, and the fact that she, like, asks Dan to meet her at the department store to, uh, try on that dress for the kiss on the lips party. Like, that was a really... It's cute. It was a, it was a cute moment. Um, it's, yeah, it's a complex, it actually is, like, a considerably complex show, even though it can be very material sometimes on the, on the surface. It does get into a bunch of stuffs. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I guess we'll end, cap this off with what team are we on, like, following this episode? Ooh. It's hard to do that yeah. with a pilot because, like, you're just sort of meeting everybody. Yeah. Um, I put down that I'm, like, actually Team Jenny because I feel like she handled everything in this episode really, just, like, really well. Like, yep. I totally agree with you. I would either be Team Jenny um, because I also just found her to be the most likable character from this first episode, too. She's really, her intentions seem really good. Yeah. Her, she seems to, like, deal with things really well. She has that great relationship with Dan. And then, surprisingly, at the end of this episode, like, I am very much Team Blair. Like, Team, I'm, I'm very, I get it. Like, she, she is a scorned woman. And, like, I can't say that I wouldn't react 
a bit similarly, like when it comes to Serena. Um, again, I definitely think she should break up with Nate, but yeah. but I definitely I was I was a little bit more Team Blair than I anticipated. I I completely agree with you. Like so many things about Blair like really irk me, and I, I could agree. never be her friend. Yeah, but you like of course she is the way she is. Uh, yeah. Of course she's acting like such a raging bitch. Be- like, her friend straight up just abandoned her. Mm-hmm. And, like, dad, she had no idea where she was. And then all of a sudden she comes back. And all of a sudden her boyfriend's acting weird. And then all of a sudden, like, her yeah. whole life... Yeah. Like, kind I, of blows up. And I kind of respect... I never really had thought about it. But I respect how, just how confrontational she is. Just how... She calls Serena out when they go to go get chug those martinis. She calls Serena out on every piece of her bullshit. She doesn't immediately fall into what Serena's saying. She really does like say like you, like you couldn't have called, you couldn't have this, like you like. Yeah. There were so many there opportunities so, yes. for you to explain what happened and why you left, and like yeah, you just left me like straight up in the cold, and like it. It's weird. It's it weird. weird. It was yeah. weird. We were best friends. Yeah, I and I appreciate that. Like she, she respects on. She clearly, even though she is such a liar, sometimes she respects honesty and she expects honesty. Yes, and that's that's a huge thing. Absolutely. Yeah. So where can they find you on the social media? <gasps> oh Kristen. my gosh. Uh, you can find me at Shut Up Kristen, K-R-I-S-T-E-N. I'm a 10, not a tin. Uh, you can find me pretty much on any social media platform. I have the YouTubes, Instagram, all that jazz. And Amanda, where can they find you? Well, you can find me pretty much everywhere on the YouTubes, on the Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter at Adventures and Beautifying. On Twitter, it's Adventures and Bia because it's um, too long. It's too long. Um, and then you could also find this podcast. Yeah. At, I believe it's XOXO Pod. XOXO Pod on Twitter. Yes. And then on Instagram, XOXO Podcast. I believe. I believe so. Let me see. <laughs> this is very We're professional. Extraordinarily, but you can go and follow us it's, there. It's, Let us know how you're feeling about about the episodes. If you agree with us. If you disagree, we'll also be sure to post some fun photos of some of the things that we've talked about on today's uh, episode on Instagram and various other social medias. And we'll let you know if we end up getting any of the other things. Yeah, and if you like this podcast, please like leave us a review on iTunes. Yeah, it would absolutely. really help us out, people. Spread the love for Gossip Girl. Um, and then you can also subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud. We're everywhere. Just keep listening. Yeah, we're really excited to be doing this. We really do love the show. Uh, I feel like we said a lot of critical things today, but like this we all did. comes from a place of love. This and is all out of love. Yes, yeah. I think in order you in order for you to fully love something, you also have to point out its yes, flaws. Absolutely, and these are really just kind of hilarious flaws. They're just they're very time oriented flaws. Absolutely, um, and I think it's great. Yes, it's yes. great. Uh, so, thank you guys so much for listening. Yeah, we'll catch you next time. Uh, you know, what is, that? what is their sign off? Her sign off is, you know, you love me. XOXO. Gossip girl.